The skies have opened and the wetting has begun here on Tales of the Extraordinary. Returning to the spot in Culver City, we are bringing a new adventure featuring the most primordial of terrors, Wator. Falling from the sky. The sky people. Not to be confused with the sky people. It has been nearly three months since Mr. Bohito's ritual in Haiti ended in a blast of mystical energy. Many have speculated what happened to the now presumed dead explorer, Little Dickie Broughton, and French silent movie star, Henri. Some believe their undead corpses haunt the island nation. Others believe they are simply obliterated in the explosion. A small, perverse group of people have taken to writing erotic fiction featuring the two living in sin in a small Caribbean island partaking in deeds that would really be highly inappropriate to relate here. You know who you are. In the world-famous city of New Orleans, however, they have had more important things to worry about. For months, torrential downpours have swollen the Great Mississippi to its limit. The mighty river threatens to overflow banks and levees from Missouri to the Delta, sending the region into a panic. But not everyone is intimidated by Mother Nature. On a dock jutting out into the swollen waterway sit two opportunistic souls with fishing nets. You see, Wilford, this is a godsend. Yeah, I just see a lot of water, Remy. And what's in the water, son? Fish. That's right. Fish! Hordes of helpless, frantic fish, and whatever else got caught up in the Mississippi. Cast your nets in, and who knows what you may come up with. Rats! Whole deer, maybe. I think I just got a bike wheel. Wilford, stop your complaining and start scooping. We're gonna fill these wagons and make a killing back in the parish. Uh-huh. Just like your last killing? Let it go, Wilford. I wish I could, Ram, but I have an entire room in my home crammed full of bones. Mahjong is not just a fad. They're gonna run out of materials and then bones, they're gonna be like gold. Until then, I have a room full of smelly fake gold rotting away in my house. Oh, for the love of... Maybe you should just go back to that home, Wilford. Maybe I will. Leave all this sweet catch to me. Fine. All mine. You can keep it, you... I say, can you hear me up there? What did you say? Me? I I didn't. Help. Please. What? What is that? A ghost! People killed by the flood and their spirits must have floated down the river. Oh, you think? That's what I hear. Melinda told me. I can hear you. Please. Don't make it angry or it'll haunt our asses. I'll haunt you if you don't pull me up, you Neanderthals. Look down. What? Wilford, is that... There it is. A ghost. What? As a sheet. Don't and... be thick. I'm British and cold. Very, very cold. A British ghost? No, you mental dwarf. But I will be if you don't pull me up. The raft tipped and I've been clinging to this dock for an hour now. You heard the man. Yank him up, son. Damn if he ain't a heavy son, bitch. Thank you. I don't know how much longer I could have lasted. We better get this fella to the hospital quick. Throw him in the wagon. Thank you. What's your name, boy? Richard. Richard Broughton. (laughs) 
Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, Officer Mike Sullivan walks the streets of downtown after a long night of perfectly legal imbibing of non-alcoholic beverages at a club which most certainly was not a speakeasy. No, sir. Read all about it. Famed explorer not dead after all. Little Dicky found in the Big Easy. Read it here in Los Angeles Star. Hey, kid. Give me that. Money first, mister. Here you go. Thank you for your business. Read all about it. Great Mississippi rains continue. End of the world is nigh. Huh. Well, what do you know, Gats? <laughs> yeah. I figured Broughton would turn up sometime. He's worse than a cat. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's an insult to cats. Still, it's nice to know that all that malarkey with Ford wasn't for nothing. The next time a foppish limey asked me to mount a rescue of little Dickie, though, <laughs> well, let's just say I'm not going to make it a priority. <laughs> ah, home sweet home. Hey, Gatsby, where are you going? We live on the first floor now. I... Ah, you remember when he gets to the top of the stairs again. Dumb, drunk monkey! <laughs> Strange. I don't recall leaving the door unlocked, but I can barely remember my, my name right now. I'm so blotto. <laughs> Good evening, Officer Sullivan. <laughs> Who the hell? Ah, ah, Hands away from your piece, copper, or I'll fry you. Do I know you? Is this about that Hollywoodland incident? Nah, I'm not a local. See, I, I got me a paid vacation from the Big Apple to come pay you a visit, pal. Me? Who the hell do I know in New York? No, it has nothing to do with... Look, stop playing detective, would you? I am a detective. It's, it's what I do. I came here to give you a message. From who? I'm getting to that part. I mean it. Would you please just let me do my job? No! All right, fine. Henry Ford sends his regards. Say goodnight, copper. Wait, I... <laughs> what the... Gats? Is that you? <laughs> Watch out! Ow! My arm! Ah, get him off me! What the hell was that? <laughs> he knew you. Why? <laughs> what? Oh, oh, calm down. Is someone in danger? He said he was here because of Ford, which means... Uh, oh, no. We gotta get to the dock. Come on! <laughs> Mr. Broughton, there's someone here to see you, sir. Hmm? What? Oh, I'm sorry. Were you sleeping? No, 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 not at all. I was just, uh... Just what, you old dog? Who? Jimmy, is that you, old boy? Saints be praised, little Dicky. It's been too long. Well, I have been meaning to come visit, but, uh... The life of a world-renowned explorer, I know. You do love to make an entrance, don't you? Believe you me, I would have much rather hopped an aeroplane out to New Orleans. <laughs> uh, but it's good to see you again, Dickie. How'd you wind up on that river band anyway? You've been missing for months. Have I now? It feels like only a few days. <laughs> but then the circumstances of my journey weren't of the ordinary sort, I suppose. I would expect nothing less. I was in Haiti. I remember an explosion of sorts, a white light and a ringing in my head. When I awoke, I was on a raft in the middle of the sea. A raft from Haiti? That's a new one. Indeed. 
I made my way up the river until the currents made it impossible to go any further. A gush of water sailed my craft, and I was thrown into the water. If those bumbling wankers hadn't pulled me out, I don't know how much longer I would have lasted. Yes, that would be the Great Flood, as we refer to it. It's been pretty bad the past three months, but on Good Friday, the skies dumped a good 15 inches in the first 18 hours. Water's four feet in some parts of the city. I tell you, it's wetter than a gator's cooter out there. Ah, how I've missed Jimmy Butler's colorful descriptions. Looks like I picked a bad time to drop in, eh? Well, I'm glad you made it. Now, you absolutely must let me treat you to a big old New Orleans welcome this evening. Come by the Boston Club round seven. Oh, how posh. You've moved up in the world, eh? You don't know the half of it, Dickie. I'm not only president of the Canal Bank now, I'm president of the club, too. Your brother would have been proud. Jacob? Yes, I suppose. He always said he saw good things in my future. It's a pity he never saw his own death coming. But enough morbid talk. Tonight, you can meet my new girl. Oh, another fine catch for Jimmy the Gigolo? Nah, she's real swell, Dickie. And classy, too. She's a contessa. I'm sorry, what? Doc! Doc! Open up, it's me! (laughs) Nothing. I'm gonna have to kick it down. Doc! Do you mind, young man? Doc, are you alright? I was before you so rudely broke my door. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but, but you, you didn't answer, so I, I thought uh, maybe you were hurt. I am an old man, Officer Sullivan. It takes me a while to get the door. Ah, yeah, I, I, I should have thought of that. What if I were out shopping or strolling through the Japanese garden at the Wattles Mansion, as I am wont to do? Oh, okay, I, I, I said I was sorry. You I... know, that door was very precious to me. Did I ever tell you about my door? It was a gift from an old friend in Connecticut named James Munger of Munger Lumber. I believe his company now makes anti-Russell paper or some such. Anyway, I was his personal nurse of sorts in his final years, wiping up after him or feeding him his sandwiches. He always ate the same sandwich every day. Ham and cheddar with a spread of mustard. Not the spicy kind of mustard, of course, but a classic American style of mustard. Ah, how simple life was back then. Doc? Hmm? Oh, yes, you were saying something about my, uh, personal safety. Well, it's it's Ford. He sent a hitman to our apartment to kill us. At least, I think he was going to kill us. Uh, he shot me with this. Oh, my. That appears to be a lightning pistol. What happened when he shot you? Well, there was a big bolt of electricity and then some sort of burning sensation. Ow! Watch it! Yes, that seems correct. I remember Henry working on something like this during the war. He was building weapons? I thought he was a pacifist. Didn't he have some silly boat tour in Europe? Or Yes, he is a very peaceful man. This was developed as a non-lethal alternative to guns. Apparently this one seems to have been modified. Hmm. Well, I- I'd love to chat with you all day, Doc, but... We gotta get you out of here in some place safe. Whatever for? Well, if that palooka could find me, he sure as hell can find you. <laughs> Who is he? I don't know. 
I didn't catch his name before Gatsby attacked and... Hey, he knew Gatsby. <laughs> and, and not like a casual mauling sort of acquaintance. I mean, I know that look. <laughs> Did he say where he was from, perchance? Yeah, New York. thought it was strange since I haven't been there in ages. <laughs> what is it, boy? Are, are, are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> Wait a second. Weren't you in New York last year? Was it during our sojourn in the Orient? Yeah, that's right. He and Moon took a ship back to America. Moon mentioned something offhand about it and, uh... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no what? Gatsby, did you and Moon meet this guy in New York? <gasps> Is Moon in danger? <laughs> I may not speak Jimpolese. But that sounds like a resounding yes. Come on, Doc. We gotta hurry. But what about my door? Come on! Ow! What was that for? Making us wait here for you. Well, sorry my near-death experience kept me. I see you know each other. I all too well. Remember that friend I told you we were supposed to meet in New Orleans? Ah, it all makes sense now. Why didn't you just say so, darling? I don't find it polite to talk about other men in front of one's lover. Saucy as always, my dear Contessa. How do you know each other, then? Little Dickie and I go way back. When I was vice president of Canal, I used to fund his little expedition. Is that so? It appears we have even more common than ever than before, James, dear. Great minds and best of luck, eh? <laughs> what of your cabin boy, Paolo? Don't be rude, Richard. Or your friend, Reason. I thought you two always traveled together. And so we did. Ah, here he comes now. Cura, Jim. Sorry I'm late. Boys down at the crew made some last-minute adjustments to... Well, I'll be. Big Dick! Um, <clears throat> little Dicky. Richard is fine, thanks. Well, I'll be. Glad you finally made it. Reason here's been put on the Boston Club's crew for Mardi Gras. The what? We make those big floats and dress up birds and ankle biters into gaudy outfits. Ah, yes, that. We won the best float this year thanks to this man. It was a sight to behold. I say, Jimmy, you have indeed made an impressive impact on this city since last we met. In more ways than one. I've even managed to secure a position on the board of liquidation of the city debt. Well, that's a mouthful. It basically means I'm in charge of the city's finances. And that control has put me in a most unique position regarding this storm, my friend. See, Richard, I do have standards after all. Bully for you. <laughs> oh, hold on for one moment. Veronique! Veronique Masset de Bois! Excuse me? Over here, darling! Oh, Contessa, sweetheart, how have you been? I want you to meet an old friend of mine. Richard, this is Veronique Massé-Dubois. But my friends can call me Veronique Massé-Dubois, Mr... This is a little dicky brat, world-renowned explorer extraordinaire. Oh, is that really the little dicky Broughton? It seems my reputation precedes me. Have we met? No, no, I, I have colleagues in Paris who... Let's just say that you are quite infamous over there. I'm sorry, did you say infamous? 
Did I? Oh, I may. Oh, <laughs> how silly of me. I do believe I have left my gloves in the powder room. If you'll excuse me. Certainly, madam. Well, that was strange. Usually she's much more composed. I have that effect over the fairer sex, you know. You were saying, Jimmy? Hmm? Oh, yes. We have a scheme to save the city from this great flood. Oh? You see, many of the financial institutions of the city, and those investing in it, are concerned about the city's safety and their investments. The manager of the dock board noted that the only way to restore confidence is through dynamite. I beg your pardon? We're going to blow one of the levees. Are you serious? Ugh, not this again. <laughs> Some people think we are mad. But the mayor himself has appointed me the chairman of the Citizens' Flood Relief Committee. My word, how many positions do you hold in this city, Jimmy? That's what I said when they pointed him. We've targeted a levy in the Poitras area, 13 miles below Canal Street. No one will miss it. Except the people living down there, of course. We've offered them a sizable sum of money for reparations. Yeah, after they protested, right? If you don't mind, Mr. Shipling... I'll go right ahead, mate. We've got it all planned. We're gonna rig up ten tons of TNT to take it down one fail... Are you mad? Am I... Excuse me? Good. I'm not the only one who thinks this plan is absolutely... Ten tons of dynamite? That will never be enough. If it's as big as most of these levees around here, you're going to need at least 40 tons to get it all in one shot. Otherwise, you'll be blasting away at it for a week before anything happens. You think so? I know. We didn't just use our dirigibles to spy on the Jerrys in the war. We dropped quite a few bombs on their pointy little heads. I know a thing or two about explosives, my boy. Well, I'll tell Monroe right away. Here's a toast to you, Dickie. There they are, Marie. The ones with their glasses in the air? Oui, mon cher. And you sure that that man with them is Monsieur Broughton? He practically announced it. As if he were rubbing it in my face. I can't believe he is responsible for what happened to Foucault. May he rest in peace. He and his friends, the bourgeoisie filth that they are, almost single-handedly crippled the mighty French mafia. He sounds dangerous. Maybe we should... No! We have a golden opportunity here, Marie. We have an opportunity to have vengeance about the bane of the French Mafia. He may be cunning, but he is no match for the wiles of the French Quarter Mafia. We, oui, Madame Diabolique. Now, grab your pistol. We will make this show. Oh, um, about that pistol. Uh, well, I thought. Uh, you know, see, uh, we were at the Boston Club. Why would we need to bring a pistol to such a swank place? Oh, you are an embarrassment to the organization, Marie. Just grab that butter knife. It will have to do. We? On the count of three. Uh, duh. Death to Butler! What? Who? Oh, no. He's got a machete. Watch out, Jimmy. What is he, some kind of priest? You can never leave the family, butler. You will never drown the great old one in your waters of shame. 
Stupid little man. Never bring a knife to a gun party. Nice shot. Thank you. I know. As for you, Jimmy, I think you owe us an explanation. On second thought, Marie, maybe one pistol and a butter knife is not enough. I was just thinking the same thing, madame. Let's regroup with the others. But don't worry, Marie. We shall have our vengeance yet. Vive la French Quarter! Randolph! Moon! Why didn't you kick his door down? What? I, he gave me a key to his place. He, he thinks we're partners or something. Oh, I see. So, if I wish to keep my own home in one piece, I should probably do the same. Look, I, I said I was sorry, okay? I'll... I'll get you a new door. Really? Let me get you the address for Munga Lumber. You'll want to talk Not to... Not now, Doc. We're looking for Moon. <laughs> what a mess. Is this clay? Oh, nuts. Looks like they got his agent. What? <laughs> I think young Mr. Getsby has found him. Oh, no. That palooka got to him first. Moon! Moon! Can you hear me? Uh-oh. He's not moving. Moon. Oh, God. Is he... He's dead, Doc. Oh, no, wait. Wait. Oh. No, he's live. It's, uh... Let's get him to a hospital. And there we have it. A strange cult bent on killing James Butler, the French Quarter Mafia bent on killing Little Dicky, and Henry Ford bent on killing, well, everyone, apparently. The level of suspense can only rise as much as the great Mississippi herself when we return to the spot in Culver City next week for the following installment of The Wetening in New Orleans, here on Tales of... The Extraordinary!